so I, I went down to his studio and um, he basically said to me, uh, you know, I've got a song for you and the song's called In A Moment and I've actually won the, uh, I think it was called the Tiara Award with it and he's had, he had quite a few people asking for that song um, and he said, I've given it to no one but I want to give it to you. G'day and shlamalochen. My name is Ninos Kanna, and I've been so excited to present this week's edition, episode 143 of the Assyrian Podcast. This episode features an Assyrian artist that has recently captured our attention. Who's been sent his YouTube videos and found a traditional country singer, complete with wide black hat and distinctive beard? After which you wiped your eyes and just made sure there's nothing peculiar about the singer. That really, really Assyrian last name, and wait, those number plates? They aren't even Tennessee or Texas. I know I was thinking that when I first heard of our guest, Ronnie Judel. My colleague sent me the YouTube link for Cruising Along, and I have to say I was like, what? <laughs> but in a couple of minutes, my lifelong aversion to country music turned on its head. It must have been the Hammond organ, but it was probably also those really wholesome, simple and sweet stories, clearly sung by Ronnie. I followed him on Instagram, watching him release subsequent singles, Falling in Love in Galveston, and my favourite, QF Flight to Dallas. He showed me that country music isn't this anachronistic hark back to this old aesthetic. No, it's real. It's here today. And it tells the world that it's still relevant. While we tend to associate this word with African-American music, I've got to say, Ronnie showed me that country has soul too. Ronnie's been performing for over 20 years and took a lot of time to learn and be great. He's been rewarded for this. His debut single only came out last year, but since then has released four singles and established himself as a top 40 country artist in Australia, as well as winning the Country Thunder 2020 New Male Artist of the Year. In the interview, we talk about Ronnie's background, biography, and his thoughts on country music. You may listen to this cringing at the thought of country music, but I'm sure you will finish listening to this episode with a newfound appreciation for it, and I'm sure that will make Ronnie's day. Now, before we begin, I'd just like to take the opportunity to remind you to make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen. Also, if you know someone who should be on the podcast, please reach out to us. You can find more information about nominating future guests on our website. This episode is sponsored by the Yoshana Partners, a husband and wife real estate team. If you're considering purchasing or selling a home in Arizona or California, John and Rita are available to make your next real estate decision into a seamless transaction. Contact the Yoshanas on 209-968-9519. That's 209-968-9519. Get to know them a bit more by checking out the website theashanapartners.com, and that's Ashana spelt O-U-S-H-A-N-A. The Assyrian Podcast is also brought to you by Tony Kalagrakos and the injury lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that has been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Kalagrakos. Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication. He has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at injuryrights.com, 
or telephone 847-982-9516. That's 847-982-9516. And now, for Ronnie Joodle. Ronnie Joodle, welcome to the Assyrian Podcast. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. I noticed when you came in here, we're, we're at the Assyrian-Australian Association uh, headquarters in Sydney, and I've noticed you walked in and you were looking at quite a few of the photos around here. <laughs> you yeah. Were, and quite enthralled, actually. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's funny enough that I used to play uh, soccer when I was a kid. You played soccer? Yeah, was well, it? I wasn't good at it, but um, was it I'm a better rugby league player than a soccer player. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I did I did start, uh, you know, playing here at the Syrian Eagles, I think, at the time. Oh, Nineveh Eagles, I think. Nineveh Eagles yeah. or something like that, yeah. It was a long, long, long time ago, oh, mate. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's great to be back here, and um, it's been a long time. So. It has been a long time. Mm. Yeah, there's been quite a few changes. In that time, I mean... You were, how old were you when you were playing soccer here? I was about five, six years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were really yeah, young. Yeah, I was little, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah little, kid, little kid running around on a field, <laughs> chasing a ball. <laughs> were you born here? Mate, no, no. I was actually born in, in Iraq, in Baghdad. You know, uh, came over here. I wasn't even one. And apparently I was one almost landing here in Sydney. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, you could almost say that I'm born here yeah, in Australia. <laughs> Wow, that's that's amazing. Mm. And so you grew up uh, here in Sydney. Yes. Yep. And I wanted to ask how you got into country music. Well, it started back when my brother Roger, you know, introduced that to me. Um, he was playing a lot of uh, Willie Nelson and all that kind of stuff at home, and and yeah, I just found love to it. And um, as I got older, and you know, he introduced me to a few more other country artists, and, and it basically just came from there. Okay, he's your old elder brother. Yeah, yeah, he's my older brother. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but he was he he was listening to it, what back in Iraq? No, 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 back here. Oh, so yeah, in, yeah, he, he, in, he, here in he, Sydney. Yeah, he in got into it here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, him him okay. and his mate. He had a mate called by the name I think his name was Peter. Yeah, and they used to uh, sit at the back of the house listening to uh, Willie Nelson and oh, all that wow. kind of stuff um, instead of doing their homework. Is there a <laughs> Willie Nelson song that? you know piques your memory mate um i think the song uh, there's one song i think it's called red-headed stranger that's a that's a song that i heard him play quite often red-headed stranger had eyes like thunder and his lips they were sad and tight his little lost love lay asleep on the hillside and his heart was heavy as night don't cross it don't boss it He's wild in his sorrow He's riding, hiding his pain Don't fight it, don't spite it Just wait till tomorrow Maybe he'll ride off again That and, uh, you know, uh, Don Williams and, and all those kind of, you know, legend kind of, uh, you know, the uh, Slim Dusty. Yeah. Um, Was Red-Headed Stranger the song that really it sounds like would it have been the song that that triggered you or got you into the sound um or was it just the song that you just remember no it's just a it's it's a it, well i mean willie nelson's a legend you know everybody knows who he is i know who um, he is yeah exactly <laughs> so um look at the end of the day yeah it it, it it probably was the starting point but uh where i sort of really fell in love with country music was you know when i heard randy travis that was it. Randy Travis. Okay. Until the day that I die. Oh, baby, I'm gonna love you forever. Forever and ever. Amen. 
more about Randy. Yeah. I've read, I know who Randy Travis is. Yep. But I want you to tell our listeners who Randy Travis is. I'm sure a lot of the people that 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 are you know in the US know who Randy Travis is, and, and quite a lot of people in Australia. A know lot who of he our is. audience listening are yeah. Americans. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so then they would know who Randy Travis is, and and you know he's a, he's a, he's another legend. But back then, Randy Travis, you know, he's just distinctive sound, the way he changed the style of country music was something that really appealed to me. I mean, his, the, 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 the actual songs and the words and the songs, the, you know, the lyrics were just, and his voice was just amazing. And I thought, wow, man, this guy's good. And I was blessed to see him in, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. At the Entertainment Centre here in Sydney. So, oh, yeah, I was, so I, was I was in awe. He came to Sydney? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. He came to Sydney and amazing. You know, one of the highlight concerts of that I've been to. You know, wow. and I've been to quite a few. So. Wow! Mm. Have you seen him in the states? No, I haven't. I haven't been to the states. I was actually planning with my management. We were going to go last year, but obviously with all the COVID, COVID. and all that kind of stuff, restrictions, it, yeah. it just didn't happen. So yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I was actually. I'm going to be upfront and honest with this interview. I don't know much about country at all. Yep. But I have been listening to it, and yep. my musical tastes are. Very yep. far away from country, yep. but I, I have an appreciation for it, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about that soon. Yep. But I watched a video of Randy at the Grand Old op- op- Opry, yep. and yep. he has quite a voice, and yep. he has quite a following, yep. and the lyrics yep. are also something that strikes me with country music. Yep. Very, I won't say simple, but I will say... Very upfront, honest, honest. Yeah, well, that's country music. I mean, that's why it's real. Uh, most of the lyrics that you hear from artists all around the world is probably something that's happened to them, or that they know of, or you know, heard a story of, or or you know, something like that. And it's it's very real. And is that what defines country music for you? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, if you've heard my songs, um, you know, my my lyrics are real. You know, I. Uh, I write with emotion and I don't force write. I like to write songs that, that have meaning. And, um, you know, that's why I love country music. And it's, to me, it's one of the best genres going around. Yeah. So, look, I'm just going to go back to your biography. Yep. We, 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 we're digressing here because I really want to talk about country music. Yeah. But we'll, we'll leave that for later. Yeah. Back to your biography. So, you were born in Iraq. You came here as a tot and yep. you grew up. Yep. You got introduced to country music by your brother. Yep. Your father, yes, was he into music as well? Well, uh, I think three years, two years into coming to Australia, he passed away. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's that's okay. Uh, he, uh, I didn't really. I have no memories. I have no no nothing. But I used to hear that he was a big fan of Glenn Campbell. So I guess yeah, he was into country music, and and uh, maybe that uh, maybe he used to play that in the car, and I used to listen to it. I don't know, yeah. but um, I do know that uh, he was a big, big fan of Glen Campbell, and he used to like the song called Galveston, and uh, hence the reason why I wrote that song, "Falling in Love in Galveston." Oh, Galveston. Galveston, oh Galveston, I still hear your sea winds blowing. Still see her dark eyes glowing. She 
was 21 when I left Galveston. Galveston, oh Galveston, I still hear your sea waves crashing while I watch the cannons flashing. In my gun and dream of Galveston. That's great. Yeah. And he would have listened to country music in Iraq. Oh, yeah, for sure. Look, I. Uh, a lot of my uncles and, and, and relatives tell me stories from, you know, back there, and they used to say that, you know, those Western kind of movies, you know, the. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne and you got, you know, and, and just those artists, you know, like Glenn Campbell, Don Williams and, and all those kind of people were, yeah. were very big yeah. there, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And they love, I guess the blokes like to run around as cowboys, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certainly the, the landscape of Iraq looked a lot like a cowboy movie. <laughs> oh, that I can't answer, mate. I don't know. I have no idea. All the sand <laughs> and, and the deserts. That's great. So you you grew up here with your mother and your brothers, yes. I presume. Yeah, and sisters, yeah. And sisters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many of you are there? Uh, eight of us. Wow. Yeah, yeah, touch wood. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So I've got one sister over in the States, mm-hmm. uh, two brothers over there in WA, and the rest of them are here in Sydney. For those American listeners, WA stands for Western Australia, which is the western state of Australia. It is um, basically more or less our version of... Our, uh, I, I won't digress, but it's Texas. Our, our version of Texas. <laughs> it's, it's on the West Coast, it's, but it's, it's very much attitudinal like Texas. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Although great. we have a Texas in Queensland. I don't we know do have you, a Texas yeah, yeah, in Queensland. Yeah. But I think Queensland is our version of Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you've beautiful. got a... It's beautiful. You've got a nice coastal, oh, uh, yeah. tropical area. And then oh, inland, it's just... If, if you've been to Western Australia, it's it's beautiful as well. I've never We're been lucky. to WA. It's a beautiful country. It's a, Australia's a beautiful country. Yeah. I've never been to WA. Yeah. My cousin lives in WA. And obviously your, your family lives there too. Yeah. Uh, where in WA are they? I think my oldest brother's in Ocean Reef and the other one is up near, up north somewhere. I've got no like idea. Up, up in the... No, no, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's more towards where the uh, coastal is. Um, like Karatha? No, he actually was in Karatha. They actually worked in Karatha for a while. So, okay. Yeah. But now that, sorry, now they, I think he's gone from Karatha down to south now. Okay. Um, I think he's more towards, towards going towards that. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. <laughs> I got no idea where my brother is. No problems, no problems. Are you still in contact with him? Uh, yeah, I speak to him. Um, I speak to him uh, as much as I can, you know. Um, they're busy doing what they do. And obviously, I'm pretty busy, you know, with all my stuff and yeah. commitments that we're doing. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So, you got your country taste. Yes. And when we all develop as yeah. humans, when yeah. we develop as teenagers... We, we develop our own tastes and yep. our own, we carve our own paths. Yep. How did country enter that path when you were a teenager? Because when you're a kid, you're exposed to sounds. Yep. Maybe you form a love for country. Yep. But th- th- there's a, I'm looking for that point in time where the spark lit and you actually really began to love it and follow it. That's a good question because really and truly at the at the end of the day when, when I was listening to country music, I was listening to other genres as well. And I used to actually... What were you listening to? Oh, well? mate, uh, anything from uh, rap to, um, yeah. you know, to jazz and, and all that kind of stuff. And I actually played, I used to play in a band as a drummer mm-hmm. and we used to play like the more of the Oz Rock 
kind of music. Yep, like Skyhawks yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Was this in the 70s? No, no, no. This is in the in the 80s, 80s. Uh, late 80s. Yeah. Early 90s. No, we'd play a lot of Dragon and Living End. Uh, not Living End, sorry, uh, Split Ends. Yeah. And st- stuff like that. And I was just a drummer, so I got the best of drums around about it a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, the the point when I, was, I really started getting more into country music was probably in the, probably around about 85, 86. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, I got introduced to Randy Travers and that's when I sort of going, you know, I, I really like this style. And Who I, introduced you to Randy Travis? Uh, my brother, Roger. Was your did. brother? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, he, so he, you were still listening to music or being exposed to country music? Yeah, because when I sat in his four-wheel drive, that's what he used to play. Yeah. You know, he used to play uh, Randy Travis. He used to play Paul Kelly. Uh, I don't yeah, know if yeah, Paul Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Kelly. He, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a legend as well, mate. Um, yeah. You know, so I used to listen to them. I used to listen to Don Williams. I used to listen to Willie Nelson. And this is all the stuff that he used to play in his car. Okay. Didn't you ever have have an antipathy towards country music at one stage were you ever like ooh yuck or were you always very open to it um you know it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of my mates didn't like it you know they, they wouldn't let me play it in my car <laughs> i had to play something else I know the feeling. Um, you know, oh, a lot yeah. of my mates were into Bon Jovi and, sure. and Death Leopard and Deep Purple and all that kind of, yeah. you know, ACDC. And, and, you know, when I, f- you know, threw in a Randy Travis CD, it was like, hey, what are you doing kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. uh, I loved it. I liked it. So um, it didn't really matter to them. I mean, to me, what, what they thought, uh, you know, I'm country and heart. And that's that's the way I just kept going with it. Yeah. Really. So, so you were working in bands in the yeah. 80, late 80s? Late 80s, yeah. I was a drummer. Yeah, yeah, I was a drummer. Yeah. How long did that continue for? I uh, did it for about four years, um, five, four to five years. Yeah. Played in a couple of bands, uh, one kind of R&B band and, and, uh, and a rock band. And then I, I uh, yeah, basically I used to do backup vocals and that with them and thought, you know what, I'm just going to start playing country music. When was that? Around about, uh, started basically on my, for myself, uh, was uh, late 90s. Late 90s? Yeah. It was the late 90s. Yep. And you decided to go on your own. Yes. Now, I think you've got a great voice. Thank you. You've got a great country voice. Thank you. Was that something you had to cultivate or was that just something natural? Uh, no, mate, that's just something natural. I haven't had any singing lessons or anything like that. Really? Yeah, nothing. Straight out? Straight out. This is it. Wow. <laughs> Me. And so, you were a drummer. Yes. But you now play the guitar. Yeah, um, yes, I did. Uh, that's influenced by my other brother, Robert. He, okay. uh, he, he been playing, uh, you know, uh, the guitar for a while and, um, you know, always had a guitar at home and I used to strum it. But, yeah, I just found that, you know, when I was uh, started writing country music, it was something that's important to have is, is you know, to know the play the guitar or the piano. Yeah. Your brother, Robert, was he into country as well? Um, yeah, he was actually, he was more into Oz Rock. Okay. Yeah. He liked the Waylon Jennings and, and the Chris Christophersons, yeah. but he really loved the uh, the Angels and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, those kind of bands. He really, really, you know, Midnight Oil, um, he was he was right into those bands. So, okay. yeah. But if I work all day on the blue sky line, there'll be food on the table tonight. Still I walk up and down on the blue sky line, there'll be pain in your pocket tonight. That's good. So this is the late 90s, you started. Yep. But I do want to say your debut single, 
cruising along yes was released last year correct yeah so that's a long time between yep. uh, starting a solo career and releasing yeah yeah exactly uh i basically got picked up by a gentleman by the name of ace fender Who's he? He's uh, he's Ace Fender is back in those days was uh, very well respected in the Australian country music industry. He'd written songs for people like Slim Dusty, Jade Hurley, and a bunch of others. And so he's uh, a writer. He, he was a writer and a singer. So okay. he, he used to perform and and um, and he'd write stuff for other people as how, well. How did he meet you? Um, he 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 found me. I was playing a private gig. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, he, he just, uh, I don't know, he, he thought I had that Randy Travis style and yeah. and uh, invited me to go down to his studio. Wow, wow. Sorry for unpacking this. No, no, it's... I, it's, I, I mean, it's, I feel like you're compressing a lot of such great stories yeah. that we all forget to mention because to, in our own mind, they're just our own stories. But Correct. I think our listeners would really love to hear some of these Story. Yeah, so so I, I went down to his studio and um, he basically said to me, uh, you know, I've got a song for you and the song's called In A Moment and I've actually won the, uh, I think it was called the Tiara Award with it and he's had he had quite a few people asking for that song um, and he said, I've given it to no one but I want to give it to you. In a moment you'll be ready And start all over. So take a moment to explain the reason why. You know, I was very honoured. I mean, you know, I, I'd never really done anything like that before. You looked up to this guy before you even met him, right? I mean, you um, obviously knew I, who he I, was. I, I, no, I didn't really know much wow. about Ace Fender um, because you don't really see much from behind the scenes like you just said you know they're, they're, they've got these guys got a lot of stories and, and they don't get to express that because they're behind the scenes somebody else sings their song you very rarely know who wrote that song you only know really and truly most people only recognize who sung it and in most cases they think that that person that sung it is the writer um sometimes it's not the case ace fender he is he well he was and still is a legend in the Australian country music. So we were we were basically uh, he started writing some songs for me, and in two thousand and three, I think it was roughly. Sadly, he passed away. So we didn't get to finish that project. I tried to continue on, you know, with other man like other management kind of stuff. You know, people looking after us. It just didn't happen. Had to take care of a few personal things of you know, throughout the years, but. One thing I did learn from Ace Fender was writing. He basically showed me how to do it and I started from there, started writing. So from about 2008, 2009, I started writing some songs. Yep. Um, so until that, until, so it's from like the late 90s, so for about 10 years, yep. you're basically, you're learning, uh, learning yep. and gigging. Yes. Okay. Yep. So were you playing Tamworth back then? No, no, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't played at Tamworth, I'd been there. And I promised myself. So that you went there as a, as, as a just, just as an aficionado, yeah, yeah, not not yeah, as an artist. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I there's a there's a lot of and 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 this is what's great about this podcast too is that you know 
introducing other other artists that we have here as well. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of Australian country artists that I'm sure they'll like over there in America. Who, who, who would you regard as your greatest? So besides Ace Fender, who would you yeah. regard as the greatest uh, songwriters? Oh, okay. Uh, you got Paul Overstreet. Yep. Um, you know, he'd, he'd written songs for Randy Travers and people like that okay. in the US. Yeah. You know, here uh, I've got, um, well, Ace Fender. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm another one that I'm, I'm actually writing with in the next couple of weeks is Alan Caswell. Uh-huh. Is he Austra- he's Australian? He's Australian, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, the you know, there's um, there's there's quite a few that I would like to write with, but the ones that I really really like listen to. I mean, obviously because of their music that the the singers are singing. Uh-huh. You know, uh, they're the ones that really you know kind of uh, point out to me. I mean, Alan Caswell. I don't know if you know who he is. He's he's probably well. Not probably. I guess he is the Australia's best uh, songwriter. Yep. He's written over 750 songs that have been recorded. Mm-hmm. He's basically, what can I tell you? I mean, to to to, to have 750 songs recorded is, is That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. And he was uh, the writer uh, who wrote the song for uh, Prisoner. I don't know if you remember Prisoner back in the... It was a TV the, show. It was a TV show, back yeah. Back in the early 80s. Yes. And he wrote the theme song for He that. wrote the theme song yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. Where did I go wrong? On the inside, the sun still And that's Alan Caswell. You know, you, you, we've got a lot of uh, other great Aussie artists, you know, Travis Collins, you know, Colin Buchanan, you know, uh, you, I mean, you got Keith Urban. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we know Keith Urban, he's exactly. quite a mainstream yeah. character. Yeah. But he, he was a dedicated country singer. Yeah. You got Lee Kernigan. Yeah. Lee, oh, Kernig- Lee Kernigan's a household name in Australia yeah. as well yeah. as a country yeah. singer. Yeah. He's got, he got his sister, Tanya Kernigan. Tanya Kernigan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. And, I his, and his name. father is awesome singer as well. Oh, I didn't know him. Oh, yeah. His See, I used to, uh, with Ace Fender and that, these are the people that, you know, we used to hear. So. Yeah. That's great. Mm. So you were gigging basically from the, as a country singer from the late 90s through to the late noughties. Yeah. And you'd been with Ace Fender. Yep. And then after that, there was another 10 years, basically, from the yeah, late so, 2000s to, to yep. last year. So I, I played around a few gigs here and there up until around about 2010. Yeah. Yeah, and then from that, from 2010 to about 2017, I was just writing and um, just getting better at, 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 you know, what I was trying to do. So played gigs here and there as well in, within those years, but not as many. Didn't really – I was more focusing on, on – on, um, on my writing skills and you know trying to come up with something that's that I knew that was right so and I feel good with and yeah. that's when I came up with you know all those kind of songs okay so we're going to talk about your debut single cruising yep. along and cruising along for those who haven't seen it I urge you to go onto YouTube and watch the video you can listen to it on Spotify yep. but YouTube's probably better because the video clip's cool too <laughs> thank you <laughs> now tell us about the production of the video clip do you have someone to produce your video clips for you yep yep 
Who are they? Uh, they're called uh, Blacklist Production, Jay Sini. Uh-huh. He does an amazing job. He does quite a few of the uh, music videos for... Does um, he specialise in country yeah. video production? Well, no, no, he just, he does. He does specialise in, he does a lot of lot of videos for country artists here in Australia. Mm-hmm. He also does other stuff as well, but, you know, a lot of the stuff that he does is, um, you know, for Australian country music. And yeah. he's been nominated quite a few times for uh, the Golden Guitars and he's actually won um, awards as well. So, By the way, for uh, those view, uh, listeners overseas, Golden Guitar Awards are the Australian Country Music Awards um, and they're handed out in Tamworth. That's why Tamworth in Australia is basically our version of Nashville where it's a, a real country town, country music uh, focus. Now, Jay Sini uh, also produced your second video clip. Um, he's produced all my clips. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. great. Yeah. I'd say my favorite one is QA Flight to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, that was really that was really good. And the funny thing is I was watching it with my wife and we thought one of the actors was a Syrian as well. Well probably not. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. I'm not too sure to be honest. Oh. I don't I don't really uh He looked get, really earnest. Yeah, I don't really get involved in that side of it to be honest. But Great. you know, I just go down that's there and, and do my thing. I'm not much of an actor, mate, so Yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, but you were good in cruising along, you were great. Uh, Chris, yeah, it was, it was fun. I got to drive a Mustang, so it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, with the lyrics for Cruising Along, yep. what brought that along? Because, you know, songs, a good song, mm-hmm. and I think your music's great. Thank you. A good song yep. is very much from the heart for, in any genre. Yep. What, what, what really drove you with Cruising Along? Cruising along, uh, the story of writing that song is I was driving to go somewhere and just around the corner from my house was an old F-150 parked on the side of the road. And automatically or instantly in my mind as a writer, (laughs) it started ticking. And I was saying to myself, imagine going down the highway, cruising along, in that F-150, you know, listening to Randy Travis, Travis yeah. Tritt, you know, Toby Keith, yeah. and all these people that I love listening to. Yeah. Imagine that. And I thought, wow, that's a song. So I immediately turned around, drove back home, sat in my front room where I've got most of my equipment and just started writing this song.
basically it was just flowing out and and it was all because of a f-150 that i saw parked on the side of the road wow and that's how i got to ride cruising along just picturing myself would you, you call know, that a love song um <laughs> it's not a, not about a woman though. It, it, it's not but i mean i am dancing with my baby you know um i've got that part of the song you know yeah. with the windows down yeah. but uh you know it, it's more of just a uh, just a free listening uh cruising along type of song you know just telling you that uh these are the guys that and people that i like and imagining just cruising down the road and and it's, it was something that i wrote it was just a free type of song it wasn't it wasn't really trying to send a uh, a big message across or anything like that or a love song would you regard that as your favorite or was your best performing song yeah it, it like did listen, it, it did it actually um it has it has on 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 youtube yeah yeah my favorite song is falling in love in galveston you know that's that's, that's uh, your second single? that was my song yeah okay yeah that was falling in love in galveston um that that Tell song us about that uh, well, falling in love in Galveston basically was—it's—it's it's, again, like I was saying earlier on, it's a—it's a story that a friend of mine was telling me who was had you know come broke up in his relationship and um, had some children and and was just saying how hard it is to to find somebody else and and you know for everybody to get along, not just necessarily the the, the two people, but also the children. You know, are they going to like each other? You know, that kind of stuff and. He was just talking about it, and I was just listening, and and uh, and I just thought, you know, I I could write a song about this, and 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 send that message across that, um, yeah, you can find love. I pull in at six a.m. and she makes me coffee and she gives me a grin. If there's no one in the store, I'll talk to her for a while. She told me before she lives alone and got two kids here in Galveston. But she can't afford the bills, that's why she works here every day. If I could only tell. your friend listen to that song yeah he did what did he think he 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 loved it you know he basically said to me um he was proud of me writing that song because it's kind of it's going to relate to a lot of people not just him and and he's a great guy can i say something yeah i think that reflects on you that song yeah it does because when i when i wrote it when i wrote it and they were falling in love yes I made him fall in love in Galveston. Yes. For my dad. For your dad. Yeah. Because I know he loved that song, Randy Galveston. Travis. Well, he loved Galveston from Glen Campbell. Galveston was Glen Campbell. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got to hear it. Oh, oh yeah. we're all going to hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's something else about uh, falling in love in, with Galveston. When you just told me about your friend's reaction. Yes. To me, mm-hmm. it just told, 
what you've just told me has, has said to me, you know how to listen. Right. Yeah. Well, you, that's what you've got to do as a, as, a, as, a, as a writer. As a writer, you have to make sure that, you know, we listen and we look at everything differently than what you do. Because I can, I can sit here right now and we can talk about something. You might mention something and that's going to stay in my mind. And I'm going to go home and write a song about it. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, so we're always observing. Can you, can you please do me a favor and write a song about how absolutely horrendous the circumstances around this interview have been? <laughs> <laughs> losing the microphone, losing the uh, memory stick. <laughs> uh, that's, it, it is what it is. Look, it we're, is we're, we're, we're soldiering on. We're soldiering on, but we're here today. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're still making it happen. <laughs> That's great. Now, that's interesting about falling in love with Galveston. So that was, it was, it was twofold. I mean, it was listening, it, it, it demonstrated your ability for deep listening, active listening, mm. empathy. Yep. And also a tribute to your dad. Yep. And let's parlay that into your third single, which was Cure Flight to Dallas. Yep. And that was a really interesting title yep. because... Let's be honest, the whole aesthetic of your music is very American. Yep. And then you've got this theme of Americana yep. in terms of Galveston and then flight to Dallas. Yep. But you've rooted it in Sydney yep. and Australia. Correct. Tell us more about that. QF Flight to Dallas was, a, was an emotional song based on I had uh, lost my mum and when when was this a couple of years ago i'm sorry to hear no that's thank you very much uh look you know at the end of the day it was an emotional song a lot of things were happening a lot of things were going through my mind was that written two years ago yeah yeah it was written no it was written about a year and a half ago okay yeah and basically it was just a song that you know uh, it was rolling up in, in, inside my head and 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 you know bottling up and in, inside me and i wanted to get it out and basically you know, and I mix some emotions in with it as well. Um, and, you know, I am a country, like an Australian country artist. So That's right. basically, you know, I wanted to sort of show it as a position from or a point where I'm coming from. I'm leaving Sydney. I want to go to Dallas because I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. You know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess Dallas at that time was a place for me to go to, yeah. you know, sort of get away from it all and yeah. I'm never coming back. And yeah. uh, so when I wrote it, I wanted to make sure that I I had that in there. That's, um, you know, and what better, you know, plane to cash than a QF Qantas flight, right? Yeah. So Direct. And then exactly. So <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it's... Again, you know, uh, keeping that keeping that Australian, um, you know, within the song, and uh, yeah, uh, with a bit of Americana, like you said. You air fly to Dallas, leave Sydney in an hour. Oh, I can't bear to stay here. I'm gonna leave here without her. Everything. 
that was a really heavy song, Cure Flight to Dallas. Yeah, it's it's look, you know, again, like I said before, as a writer, you 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 can't hold back, you know, you, you just got to let it all out, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't, you know. Yeah. People relate uh, to it. Uh, that's probably my biggest streaming song. You know, it's on had over Spotify? 60, yeah. Kill so, yeah, yeah, it's had over 65,000 streams. Wow. So, you know, that in comparison to the others, um, yeah, that's, I guess, a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So, Randy Travis, was it Toby Keith? Yep. You know, they're all regarded as very neo-traditional yes. in country. Yes. And if I may introduce our listeners to country music, especially in the United States, it's split into so many subgenres. Yeah. Uh, there's you know neo traditional. There's country yeah. rock. There's country pop. Country rap. Yeah. Country, country pop. pop. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts about the way that country music has been chopped up in terms of genres. Yep. Is is that a is that are these genres fake or are they? No, I really, mean it's it's kind of like should, um, should they be chopped up this way? Oh, look, you know, you're always going to have traditional country, traditional, you know. So I guess, you know, the, the style of – look, my, I, I can tell you from my, my style of writing, I write very traditional, but my producer, he does the, the modern stuff to it. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Because you know what? I noticed a yeah. real departure between – Cure Flight to Dallas yes. and your latest Damn This Town. Yes. The production was very different. Yes. It was still neo-traditional, yes. but you, you had more modern production techniques in Correct. the new one. Was that something you wanted? That's something that we spoke about, yes. Because, look, uh, country music has changed a little bit, like you mentioned. I guess that uh, more traditional stuff is not getting played as much, which I, I think it should. But, you know, for me personally... Uh, when we, when I wrote "Damn This Town," I wanted it to be a, a powerful kind of song, yeah. Not just within the words or the lyrics, but also with the music-wise. And the lyrics were certainly powerful. Yeah, and 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 Rod might be, um, he's Who's amazing. Rod? Is he your producer? Yeah, he's he's uh, from uh, yeah Tracking Dog Studios uh, down there at Shoalhaven, and and he's he's Isn't amazing. He is he in Nowra? Yeah, just before Nowra, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've got to do a bit of driving to get down yeah, there, but uh, well, a it's a hours. nice drive. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was there with my wife uh, in Jamboree, which is... Oh, yeah, Jamboree. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Mate, all, all the coast all the way down there is, is, is amazing, so yeah. That's but uh, yeah, so that's that's what we did. And, and you know, when, when, I, when I heard what he'd done to it, and it was just, you know, I was like, wow. Thinking about Carolina Man, I wish she was still mine These four walls Are gonna be a reminder What I did was just wrong It was just one fight Just one night A jealous boyfriend She broke my heart I couldn't help to get my revenge Should have left town Should have gone away The night when I saw them kissing in the rain I didn't need to hang myself around Oh damn this life and damn this town 
did you just sing? So you've got a your producer. Yes. Did, did he include you in any of the music, or was he? Uh, we we talk about singing? we talk about the type of uh, instruments we're going to use, the the kind of message we want to send across. Do we want it to be powerful? Do we want it to be a nice mellow type of song? Or, yeah. um, but you know, I, I normally, <laughs> I don't really get involved too much in it. Okay. Because I want, just like a writer, I want him to be clear. And, and have his own thoughts and, 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 and bring his own inspiration through that song. Okay. You know, so I don't really I don't really say much. You know, he knows what he's doing. Some artists, it sounds like to me, and I'm I'm game and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm forming a picture that you're primarily a singer songwriter. Yes. Because there's a lot of artists out there, they might sing the song or yep. write the song. Yep. Actually, there's some artists that don't even write the song. Yep. That their job is just to sing it. Correct. But they have a real uh, emotional interest in yep. the music because they they have a real specific way the music wants to sound. Yep. Insofar as they even produce it themselves, sometimes. Yep. It seems that you're a bit distant from that. Is that correct? I, I it's not so far as distant, but it's more of you know uh, he knows what he's doing and. You know, he's he's a person that's played with. He's he's an amazing guitarist, and he's he's been around the traps for. Even though he's young, he's been for a long time. He's played with all the best Australian country artists. You know, Adam Harvey's, Lee Kernigan's, and mm-hmm. so he knows what he's doing. And I don't want to get too much involved in in the way that he wants the song to sort of sound in in regards to the to the instruments. But, uh, you know, we sort of get, we always talk. Um, we have our, you know, a little briefing. We, you know, I do get involved a little bit, but not much. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and I prefer to keep it that way. It's yeah. kind of like him with my writing. Okay, okay. So that's, that's good. Yeah. The neo-traditional instrument kit is basically a guitar. Yep. A steel guitar. Yep. And a fiddle. Yeah, a fiddle. You, you know, you, you get the uh, the piano organ. Mm-hmm. They're also a, a, a major factor as well. Yeah, but that's more the traditional. Yeah, there's still guitars and the and the you know the fiddles and the you know a little bit of violin. I guess yeah. Have you played a steel guitar? Uh, no, I'd love to learn how to play it. But, oh, it's um, different to a normal guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the pedal pedal steel. Yeah, like the Hawaiian type yeah, of guitar. Yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah. No, it's very hard. <laughs> it's too hard for me. I hear it in your songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the classical country sound. That that that. Yeah, and, and and those kind of instruments are played. They're not. Some of them are from here. Some of them are over in Nashville. They they play on my songs. Mm. So yeah, so it's not just necessarily, you know, the the piano player might be from you know Queensland. Yep. The drummer might be from Melbourne. Yep. You know, I've had the steel guitar from um, America in mm-hmm. Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I want to explore now if there's been any... So, you're obviously a Syrian ethnicity. Yes. As am I. Yep. And this is the Assyrian podcast. But yep. surely when you were growing up, you would have had exposure to Assyrian music. Yeah. My uncle's an Assyrian singer. What's his name? Emmanuel Bidmalu. Emmanuel Bidmalu. Yeah. Simon <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. Your, your mum's brother? Yeah, my mum's brother, yeah. Mom's and brother. I've got my cousin as well, Carmelan. Oh, no, Carmelan. Yeah, she's, she's my cousin. She's your cousin? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, of course she says the same surname yeah. as you. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> exposure to Assyrian uh, yeah singing. I have yeah yeah I have I've um, you know I used to uh, hear my uncle play all the time I mean you know again it's uh, music if you if you love music you, you know you respect all types of music yeah. so yeah did that have any influence in, in your in your musical manifestation um, look uh, he my uncle yeah he, he, he actually used to um, I'd go down a, c- a couple of times and and, and um, watch him rehearse and that and help set up the drums and that with their drummer and that and you know have a bit of a muck around but yeah, yeah he, he I used to see him on stage I think it was pretty cool and yeah, uh, yeah as a kid and even did he'd he give me some advice did he write songs him yeah uh, I'm not too sure. I've never really asked. So you, you were young. Yeah, you I was young. only young. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, he, he he just used to say to me, uh, you know, get up and do it. Don't be, you know, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. You know, he gave me all that kind of motivational stuff and yeah. told me a little bit about, you know, singing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Country music is a reflection of the people that write it and the, the people that listen to it. Right. You know, very simple stories, very much working class in the United States, mm-hmm. rural um, and in Australia yep. as well, yep. it's very rural, very yep. working class stories to the heart, you know, simple stories that we can all relate to. Yep. Assyrian folk largely has the same kind of history in terms yeah. of its story yep. lines and writing being yep. very simple as yep. folk. Yep. Farmers and... And farmers. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all from the villages. Yeah. And we're all farming communities, yeah. basically. I was just wondering, and this is a question that has been on my mind, has, has that had any impact on you or any influence on you or is it purely just you just like the you were in, drawn to the aesthetic of country music and then is you really drew your inspiration from country music oh uh, look um I, I i grew up on a farm okay so you know that was a big influence for me country music farmer you yeah, know working yeah, the land yeah that kind of stuff you know up at five o'clock in the morning you know to water, water the vegetables and all this kind of stuff yeah. feed the cows and do your stuff, you know, and then go to school. Yeah. So um, I guess my mum and that, they they introduced that kind of lifestyle to me, you know, mm-hmm. growing up on a farm. It was almost not as if I went and bought the farm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mum, you know, bought the farm, lived on the farm. I grew up on a farm, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and having to, it wasn't a choice for me to get up at five o'clock in the morning to water them. I had to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, that what really that's what really influenced me in relation to sort of having that 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 idea of country you know yeah again you know that I'd hear the stories you know how they you know grew up and you know in like you said in the in the villages and you know all that kind of stuff so yeah uh, maybe it did without me realizing it but yeah. um 
for me, it was more just growing up on the farm and being around that, you know, farm type of influence, yes, you know, that, that was good. around me. That's very good. Very mm. good. So, Ronnie, I wanted to ask about your your marketing. Mm-hmm. You've released four singles. Yes. And you've released them online. Yes. Is there any way for people to buy them? Yeah, um, they can they can get them from iTunes or Apple Music. Okay, um, I think they're a dollar dollar something each song. So I listen to them on Spotify. Yep, yep, you can get them. Listen to them on Spotify as well, and uh, uh, you know, and all the other streaming websites that are available. So yeah, yeah it's 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 out there. Um, yeah, to be listened to. Do you find that country music today is a much tougher game than it was twenty years ago? terms of making a living yeah it look uh, at the moment it definitely is you know with all this covid and all that kind of okay, stuff but, but we, yeah but prior to that yeah look you know sorry let me qualify as a recording artist yeah as a recording artist you know you uh, with all these new uh, like spotify's and all that kind of stuff um you know it's made it a little bit easier to be an independent artist you know, you don't really, before you'd have to have a record label and go through that whole process in order to release a song. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, anybody can basically just record a song and, 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 and send it through, you know, a company like, say, TuneCore or, or whatever, and, and, and they'll, you know, release it to all these streaming websites. So it's, it's a lot easier. Mm. It's a lot easier. And, you know, obviously, uh, the live shows is what you want to do, you know. That's where you can, you know, basically, um, you know, make a bit of a living um, doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And are you doing any live shows now? Uh, yeah, I've got one uh, uh, at uh, Dundas. It's for a, it's a two, two triple R radio fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be over at uh, Dundas to uh, to perform. You know, get to play live again, which we haven't done yeah. for a while. Was Tamworth on this year? No, it was cancelled. Oh, yeah, canceled. yeah, it was it was cancelled. Yeah, I was actually booked to play at a few places up there at Tamworth. Yeah, and I was really really looking forward to it. But um, but I still went up. I still went up, and you know, uh, you know, just went to the uh, the GGs, the Golden Guitars, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a good time. You know, I, t- I took uh, took the family up, so yeah. it was a really really good time. We had a great time. Yeah, you, you got a, you got. A, have you been to Tamworth? Never. Uh, I urge your listeners if they can come to Sydney, Australia, you got to go to Tamworth. Yeah. You got to come down for this year. Maybe I should do for the, the Ronnie Judo tour for the for the for the festival. Yeah, yeah, it's it's big. It's, uh, it's big. Yeah, it's big. Especially uh, coming up in January, it'll be uh, celebrating 50 years. So it's going to be super big. And mm-hmm. considering that we we didn't get to do it, you know, this year, uh, beginning of this year, it's going to be massive. So yeah. Uh, the rule of thumb is that Australia is usually 10 times smaller than the US. So yes. Te- you know, America's ten times bigger than us at, at a lot of things, population yep. and and and, so, and um, you know develop um, scale of things. Yeah, country music would is is it the same? So, for example, Nashville is the center of country music in the United States. Yeah. And you have the Grand Ole Opry, and yeah. then you have you know the yeah. massive scene there, all the music production clubs. Yeah. Tamworth is our Nashville, but would you say that Tamworth's about ten times smaller than Nashville? Well, Tamworth, I think uh, the population in Tamworth is around about. 50-something thousand. Wow, <laughs> that's small. <laughs> yeah, but it's a pretty big, it's a beautiful town. Yeah. I love that town. Um, you know, uh, but they come from everywhere. Yeah. When you go there, now that you've released, uh, you've released a few singles yep. and you're now much more well-known than you were even yeah. two years ago yeah. in the scene, yeah. do you go there and rub shoulders and and know a lot more people than you did yeah before? yeah look i've um you know with my management cameron Surrett, um you know he's been great he's 
he's helped me get back out there and um, you know get back on the scene and and, and rub shoulders with some of these people and yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, I've uh, met and spoken to quite a few of them and, and one thing I can tell you is that they're all great they're all approachable and yeah. um, you know they uh, it's it's a, it's uh, I'm blessed to be part of that family yeah you know and did they, they welcome me did I see you on any charts you you're you're like top fifteen right yeah yeah I was uh, I've I've made up to yeah I've been in the, all my songs have made the top forty which is pretty good. Top 40 pop or top 40 just uh, country? No, no, no. Top 40 country. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Obviously, the genre is country. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all of them have made the top 40 uh, in, in Tasmania especially. So in the wow. Tasmanian charts, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so it's been, it's been very – look, uh, it's been really good. I mean, I've only been back for a couple of years and um, – you know, it's uh, it's really good. I mean, we've got some fantastic radio stations, and um, in a lot of the community radio stations are very you know supportive of our music, and mm-hmm. and we're grateful to all those kind of people, and that's what makes it you know a, a bit easier for us. You know, yeah. they're the ones that sort of introduce us to you know to all the people out there. So yeah, and are you looking at? Have you been speaking with anyone in the United States? Um, I've had uh, I've, yeah, I've had a couple of radio stations um, that I've done interviews with and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there's uh, my management were talking uh, to try to get us over there, like I said, but unfortunately it just didn't happen, okay. and I don't think it's going to happen for a while. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm, I'd love to play it. In, 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 in Nashville somewhere and um, it'd, be, it'd be awesome and you know for a lot of your listeners to come down and, yeah. and, and say g'day to me it'd be awesome that'd be great yeah yeah and what's up next do you have an album because I know uh, yeah no we're, we're working towards uh, an EP got a new single coming out in the next few weeks mm-hmm. uh, do you want to tell us about that or was that hush hush yeah I can tell you a little bit about it <laughs> it's a song that I wrote um, it's about uh, my emotion towards my mum and you know it's a very pretty cool song again it's a bit um it's 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 a bit heavy you know yeah. it's uh, with the music and um you know at the end of the day it's in a it's a very close song to me so uh yeah i hope people like it and you know one thing one thing's funny about when you're writing a song when you put it out there it's like putting your kitty out into the world you know yeah. see what happens do yeah. they like them <laughs> i noticed that you, you didn't release an album you've only released singles yeah yep that, that's deliberate? the way that my producer wanted me to do it <clears throat> You know, because these days, really and truly, not many people buy albums. But what I will do is I'll I'll put them all together, all these all these singles that I've done, and, and put on as as, as an EP. EP. Yeah. So That's that way, um, you know, they can grab them all and and, and buy them all at, yeah. at one go. So yeah, um, yeah just uh, introducing ourselves out there and and just uh, you know. Um, so you guys know uh, a little bit about Ronnie Judo and, yeah. and um, you know, the music that we're bringing across and, and we're just releasing one song at a time. For sure. Yeah. Now, if there's there's one signature question I have whenever yes. I end this uh, interview yeah. or any in episode of the Assyrian podcast, yep. if there's any message you have for our listeners out there, yep. what would you like to say? That's a good question. I'd just like to say... Uh, I guess to stay safe and you know be true to each other and um, keep listening to country music and if you haven't heard of us before uh, get out there and and you know support us. I mean uh, you know it's a beautiful genre and hopefully you never know uh, maybe your kid could be the next 
you know, Ronnie Judah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and not Randy Travis. And not Randy. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> be the next Ronnie I'm still Judah. trying to work towards being Randy Travis. So. <laughs> no, but I love how you say be the next Ronnie Judah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I can't say, you know, I mean, uh, I'm still trying to get to Randy Travis. When I get there, then I'll tell you to visualize Randy Travis. <laughs> but no, nah, it's, 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 yeah, it, it, look, you know what? Um, it's, it's not an easy road. It's a, it's a very tough road. It's a type of road that, um, that you know, plenty of times you want to sort of uh, throw it all in. It's a very long road from well, what yeah, you Well, yeah, it us. has. It, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy trying to, 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 to you know, break into something that's, um, you know, and you want to be very, very successful at, you know. you got to work hard. You have to listen. Never give up. Just keep, keep going, you know. Uh, people are going to tell you that, you know, that no, you're not good enough, or you've been told all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been. Not necessarily, to be honest, not necessarily. I'm not good enough. I have been told the time is not for me, right now. Um, especially, you know, with the the style that I sing. They'll always say that, though. Yeah, well, you know, it's just the genre. You know, some people they just, you know, I guess, not ready for you. You know, they used to say that about neo-traditional country music in the uh, early 90s they yeah. said time is over yeah. it's still around you know what like i said to you before it's a it's a beautiful genre a great family especially i mean i don't know much about the american country music i haven't been over there i'm I, i'd love to go over there but speaking from here in australia i mean you know everybody that i've met everybody that i've dealt with everybody that i've um sort of you know communicated with has been awesome you know nobody's shy or doesn't want to give you any sort of any insight everybody's willing to help you know and that's what I love doing you know I did a radio interview a couple of weeks ago you know she was saying that um you know I'm an inspiration to some of those you know young people that are writing and and that's if that's what I can do that's great you know if I can just inspire one person to do it why not yeah absolutely yeah you know what's amazing like you know Country music here in Australia is, is big, and, and and Nashville and all that's kind of it's it's massive, yeah. yeah. So, like we were just we were saying, you know, in in relation to what 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 amazes me and what I love to hear is when people come and tell me, you know what, Ronnie, I don't I don't listen to country music, but when I heard your style or when I heard your song, for example, Falling in Love in Galveston, I'm in. That's like me. Like I'm I'm into you know electronic music, jazz music, yep. the, really the polar opposite of country. Yes. And then, but it made me appreciate music and production. And then I heard your music yeah. cruising along, and yeah. particularly Cure Flight to Dallas. Yep. And I was like, okay, this is nice. Yeah. Well, that's and that's <coughs> as, a, as, a, as an artist, that's what we <coughs> want to do when we're well, you know, when when especially as a songwriter as well. I mean, I want you to feel what I'm writing, you know. And if, I felt and, it. Yeah. No, well, that's that's well, then I've done my job, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's it's that's what we try to bring across. And you know, I mean, I've had like I was saying, I've, I've had people like you know from from you know out in Texas. In, in the States, you know, send me, you know, DMs and messages to my Instagram and, and that kind of stuff telling me how they heard, you know, such and such introduced me to them. And, you know, that guy's a, you know, he's a country artist already in America, you know, in the top 10 in the independence and, and this kind of stuff. And it's, and it's, it's, it's awesome to hear that, that, you know, that from here in Australia, we're able to do that, you know, and that's what's great about, 
music and especially they ask for autographs yeah they did yeah yeah he actually That's asked me awesome. for a couple of sign and and we'll organize that for him so wow. some of your listeners out there if you want a signed autograph <laughs> or something you know dm us and 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 uh we'll see what we can do for you you know i'm always i'm always happy to do that that's great that's great anyway ronnie judith it's been an honor and thank you very 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 much no, thank you mate thank you for having me appreciate it thank you and that's it for the syrian podcast this week what a great episode and what a great opportunity to chat with Ronnie Judo. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on whichever platform you listen to us. Now, if you love this episode, please share it with three other people. Maybe even more than that, if you want to. Thanks and see you next Tuesday.